this is Daniel, your Game Master and Master of Ceremony. This is Tori, and I play Dulee. This is Sorcerer, and I play Ty. This is Becca, and I play Mirgrat. And this is Odyssey, a Babylon 5 story. Welcome aboard. No, no, have you heard this one? Oh, I heard it from that Arthur a little way ago. Very interesting story, a very good joke, it told very properly. Good, good, good. Now, sit, sit, sit. So, a family goes into a talent agent and says, I have an act for you. What? Well, what are you going? What the? I didn't even get to the good part yet. Ah, oh, this is why I don't work with an agent. Ah, you can stay, though. You, you over here. Come here. Come here. Come. You don't have to listen to the joke if you don't want to. You're here. Good. Good. You're here to hear more stories about the Palmari Celestia and being lost in the void and vacuum of space. Yes? Good. Good. Now, sit. Have a drink. Make sure your family are listening in closely. Very closely. Good. When last we left our crew... I had been transferred into the body of an ancient being 4,000 years in the past. While somebody else had her body. We'll get to that soon enough. <laughs> Wait till you hear about that. That's going to be good. Though not for the kids. I'll, I'll explain. However, she had devised a bit of a plan to escape and return back to her own body or at least to her own time. This would involve books, this would involve gems, and hopefully involve her son that she must help escape from this torment as well. But that is not the only thing that is going on. Mirkrat, possessed by an entity from beyond the stars, and a thing that is embedded in the amber, has locked themselves into a jail cell and is asking for the, everything to be removed and to be locked away. This is where Duli comes in. Duli is acting as both the mouthpiece, so to say, for Mirgrat, but also trying to protect everyone from what's in Mirgrat's brain. That is where we lay our scene. But first things first. Craig! 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 Where is my recording uh, microphone? What do you mean it exploded? How does a microphone explode? Well, where is the other one? Where is the other good one for when we have the... the... What? Set on fire and eaten. What could possibly eat a microphone? Oh, well, where is the backup? You traded it. Traded it for what? What in the heavens above by the great maker? What could you possibly sell this traded for? An autograph picture of Eccentric the triple bested whore of Exotica 3. Okay, that I could see. Well, do we have the backup to the backup to the backup to the backup? Yes? Oh, at least something. Well, the show must go on. Uh, now, unless there is any objection. Oh, sh- I just remembered where I am. Okay, first of all, are you talking in-game or where you're currently sitting? 
in game, in game. I'm not, I'm not that bad. But okay, shit. I completely forgot that Mirgrat is full on in jail without any air fresheners. Yes. Yes. Full on in jail without any air fresheners. Psychically battling for control of her of its own body. I remember that and I have psychically battling for control of my own body. Yeah, that was really hard to roleplay because I'm sitting there going, okay, I know this and I know this and I know this, but my character doesn't know it. <laughs> Throwing out the air freshers was brilliant because Dooley would know something was wrong then. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it's like finding the priest who just, you know, grabs his, uh, his, um, Priest collar and kind of throws it out the window. Everyone's gonna go. Okay, something bad just happened. Let's let's take a look at that. So if I had to guess which one of us is possessed by a demon, <laughs> <laughs> so let's see. You're possessed by uh, a thing from beyond the stars in a jail cell, trying to figure things out. Just Lee. working up a big old stink. <laughs> both, uh, by the way, that big old stink is both literal. Physical, spiritual, mental, and psychological. Uh, Listen, it, Papa Ra takes stink very seriously. By the way, I think you just found a bumper sticker. Uh, <laughs> so, there's that. And we have Ty, who is still transport, is still in the body of a strange Yithian thing from beyond the stars in a planet that is slowly dying, uh, surrounded by Vorlons who are Barric, uh, 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 not Barricade, what's the word I'm looking for? They are, um, Embargo. Thank you! They're embargoing the planet to make sure that none of the beings on the planet survive when the sun expands. 4,000 years ago, in the past, uh, with your son, who is also in a strange new body, and trying to figure out how to get home before the sun goes poof, sometime in the next two, four days to two months. Good luck. And then there's Julie. As far as you can tell, of the three, the only person who is not physically or mentally out of their body. Although, she, <laughs> she may or may not be out of her depth. Uh, yes. <laughs> as you guys are also in a strange area of, of the universe, which you're not familiar with, right near a planet that is Three planets interlocked with their rings, which technically on a physics level should never, ever be. I don't know the dynamics of that. I haven't bothered to go to uh, various sites to ask. I just thought it was aesthetically interesting. Um, oh, I'm kind of an astrophysicist if you want me to ask her. Feel free. I'd um, love to know the answer to that. You know, it, it also, is... NASA mm-hmm. regularly answers gamers' questions. They have, like, PR people who do nothing but answer for writers and gamers. Damn. Okay, I'm gonna have to find that. I find that site then. Can you just like uh, type out the description of the thing I need to ask about uh, so I don't get it wrong? <laughs> she, she, astroph. You said you knew an astrophysicist. Yeah, one of my friends is an astrophysicist. Okay. She, they, he, whatever. Uh, he, um, yeah, can probably. If they don't know the answer, they can find someone who does. Yeah. But like- I also know that. NASA does it too. So I, I went to a convention once and NASA had a table set up and I'm like, hmm, let's go find out why. <laughs> and the reason why they did is because they regularly uh, get questions from writers and gamers. So they basically set up a small little tiny PR division that handles that. 
there's literally a scene in The Simpsons that I saw fairly recently, because apparently I've been watching that for comfort, uh, where they go to a sci-fi convention, and there's literally, like, Neil Armstrong, who's not getting a single signature, because everyone's running to Doctor Who and Gort from the day they're so still, and he's sitting at their screen, but this guy actually walked up the moon! Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. To be fair, that's because, like, I would believe that more, I, I believe that for Neil Armstrong, because you know that Buzz Aldrin would be getting a bunch of people lined up after he got, like, super internet famous for punching that uh, moon landing conspiracy theorist. (laughs) (laughs) Probably so. Uh, That's okay. I actually used to be part of a a writer's group uh, here, and there was a woman who actually worked for NASA who was part of this sci-fi writer's group. And she was intelligent. She was interesting. uh, A little on the bland side. And then I realized she could not handle the concept of space opera. If if it wasn't as hard as hard science fiction gets, she didn't want to know about it. Oh, Everyone has their thing, I guess. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, the best part was is that uh, we were discussing over the concept of alien languages and futuristic swearing as a concept, and she actually said, you know, if I see so much as an H word, I don't really like the book. If I see one F word, I close the book where I am and I put it away and I never read it again. And I had to bite my tongue because the first words yeah. about to come out of my yeah. mouth were, well, fuck that. <laughs> yeah. Another social situation perfectly handled. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, that is not the astrophysicist I am friends with, uh, yeah. by the way. In case anyone was wondering if that was possible, uh, probably not. <laughs> so, uh, so like I said, we lost a little bit here. Who should we start with? Um, I suspect, though we left for the concept that uh, with Ty, you had investigated the people writing the book, because you actually were seeing the book that you were transporting earlier on being mm-hmm. written. You found out that some of the blue crystals that Alan Gibson was wearing are also over here, and they're kind of acting as a temporal communication where thoughts can be embedded into the crystal out, but then they, because they go out, it resonates back at a certain point. So time is this weird, again, fourth dimension, timey-wimey, wibbly-wobbly thing, but essentially they could communicate with a different timeline very easily at any point in the time. But they're using the crystals to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you, you know, like you said, you, you had this, and you went, ah, oh, I think I got an idea, and then you went back, but your kid said, mommy's got an idea. Oh. This is the most half-baked idea ever, because I'm not going to lie, I barely understand what you're telling me, so I'm just going to go with Ty also barely understands what's going on. This is Honestly, not our specialty. Exactly. It is perfect. You're not playing a scientist, you're not playing a temporal engineer, you're not playing a time lord, you're playing a, a truck driver, <laughs> essentially, and you're in the middle of, of Doctor Who-level quantum mechanics, temporal physics, and you're going, okay, I've got an idea. Uh, and for all, you, for all I know, that idea could involve a shotgun and duct tape, and, I, you know, again, it would still be in character. 
Oh, if Ty had a shotgun, she would be trying to use it right now. I don't even know if she knows how to use a gun, like, technically, but... <laughs> she'd give it a shot. <laughs> you just point it, and, point it and pull the trigger, I guess. Exactly. You just get close enough that you don't have to worry about aim. <laughs> uh, oh. All right. Uh, did you want to have time to think about this plan, or did you, or so we can go with everybody else, or did you want to start the game off today? I'm giving the choice out because I know everyone's kind of split off right now. <laughs> yeah, I can start. I'm not doing that much thinking, to be okay. completely honest. Ty wouldn't think about this that much either. She doesn't really know what's going on. She's just doing stuff and hoping it works. Also, uh, some players are just better the less you think about them. <laughs> this whole situation is not something that lends itself well to thinking, I feel like, so... <laughs> As laid plans of mice and men, so don't think about the really well laid plans of mice. That would be mouse guard. That would Different be true. Don't <laughs> 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 so make me have to bring out the furry pirates. I will. Alright, so, what is Ty planning to do? Ty is planning to wait for nighttime. Okay. And then sneak out and try to figure out where people keep these blue crystals because she figures there's a warehouse or something. Okay. You're one of them. And then go back before anybody notices. Right. So you're going to try to figure out how to get your hands on one of the crystals, whether by a storehouse or some other method, and then figuring it out. Okay. Also, probably, like, try and get some magazines or something for her kid to read so he doesn't die of boredom. <laughs> that, <laughs> you know? That's probably true. Um, though I don't think for the species that have hands that are claws and trumpets, a concept of a magazine is currently there. Books are, apparently, but magazine is a little strange. Um, so, okay, give me an investigation roll. Ah, yes. Uh, let's see. Uh, would that be appraise, uh, intrigue... Oh, investigate. Never mind. Got there it. it is. Yeah. This is going to be bad. <laughs> hey, it's not your forte, and you know it's not your fate. You are really That's out of true. your depth, but this also adds to the gameplay, so run with it. No, it's hilarious. <laughs> mm, let's see. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> oh, well. Okay. So, I can tell you one thing you did find out. Uh, by even just trying to ask around a little bit, because most of the people there are, for lack of a better term, very friendly. They're not insisting. They're not gruff. They're just kind of, they kind of assume that you're part of their association and you just look mm-hmm. different. But when you ask things like, um, you know, I've been waiting for hours. Um, when does nightfall happen? The general reaction is, I, oh, 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 the dark time. <laughs> right. Well, because the sun has expanded to an ungodly amount of space, even at twilight and uh, and morning, it's still very light. Again, it's it's that red radiation that just kind of almost envelops the planet. So there mm-hmm. actually is only about two hours of what might be considered actual nighttime. That's uh, plenty of time. Yeah. So the planet runs on a 48-hour cycle. So basically you've got a window of two hours at some point to figure out where blue crystals are. Now, you spent most of the day so far trying to keep an eye on where these crystals might be going, coming to. The only people who really seem to have that crystal are the scribes. Uh, It looks like a couple other high-ranking members of whatever organization. Government, you assume. Um, Mm -hmm. 
but like the other people like you, no, there's no crystals, no nothing. Many of them kind of treat this as some sort of university or from your perspective, uh, the Burkiri equivalent of a hippie holiday camp. Ah, yes. So there's art and singing and chanting and meditation and learning the great secrets of the universe and going through the library to find things and understanding these great knowledges that they have bargained for and so on and so forth. It's almost as if the those who seem to have unusual bodies are experiencing like that. You're one of the rare in that case. Uh, as far as you can tell. There may be others. You know, again, this is just a small outlet. You know, no idea. But as for the blues, you have no clue. If you try to bring it up even in conversation, you know, oh, that's a lovely thing you're wearing. How can I get my hands on one? They just kind of stare at you. And when they stare at you with three bulbous eyes and strange face mandibles, it's kind of intimidating. Uh, <laughs> so they just, like, look at you strangely. And you kind of have no choice but to say, um, right, right, I'll, uh... Oh, look, here's a book for my child. Um, quantum physics. Yeah, he loves quantum physics. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> totally. He's already <laughs> clearly smarter than Ty is, so <laughs> maybe he does. <laughs> so, but yeah, it didn't roll very well, but you got a little bit of info because just the basic things of, like, night and day are easy enough to find, but you also realize that you've got time before night a very small window to figure it out and you still haven't figured out where these crystals are kept. Mm-hmm. But the scribes or whatever have them. Yeah, there's like that library area where they have a number of the Ithians inscribing very much similar tomes that you got. Now, again, some of the bindings are a little different. Some of them are circular. Some of them kind of look like that octagonal shape that the Narn like to use. Um, some of them are very much square. Some of them are actually spheroid. Those are weird. Um, but, yeah, apparently they do have a number of people working on these these tomes. So there's so. way more, like, books than there are crystals, in other words. Yes. It looks like they've been storehousing the books. You can make well, it intelligent yeah. check to try to figure out why. Change of plan. I don't care. Like, okay. not like I care. Like, personally, I'm interested, but Tide would not care. Yeah. Um, change of plan. She's going to try to steal one of the books because it's easier and people are probably not going to notice that immediately. Okay. Alright, so I'm going to need a couple of rolls to see how this goes. Let's start with... Ooh. Like, after it gets dark and all that, like, not in broad daylight. Like, Ty is assuming that people will go inside or something when it's night, so... Gotcha. So you're waiting for a time when there's to be a rest period or not as active. Yes. Okay. So first, let's get you let's do an uh, investigation check, just so you can figure out timings, uh, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'll actually give you the uh, opportunity. It's going to be investigation or subterfuge, whichever is higher. Subterfuge. Okay. <laughs> I actually have like some points in that. There you go, twenty-six. Because I think subterfuge actually works with some of this, but I can uh, again, it, you're do- dealing with thievery things, so that makes sense to me. It's a trader skill for some reason, uh, but whatever. <laughs> Questionable, uh, but whatever. It's uh, for picking locks, jam doors, perform any other acts of petty vandalism and cunning sabotage. Technically, this would be a form of intrusion and cunning sabotage. I will also need a intrigue, I believe it is. Let me double check. 
yeah, I think intrigue. Okay. Gathering information. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm just going to run with that. 28. Oh, wow. Rolled a 19, got a 28. The other one got rolled an 18, got a 26. Okay. You're in your wheelhouse whether you know it or not. Um... So using some of your intrigue, you're able to gather some information, make yourself look kind of small, and I'm not really that important. Nobody has to notice me. And you make your way towards uh, the the primary library, for lack of a better term. Now, you scattered out earlier, so you don't know all the ins and outs, but you know where the door is. And uh, which, by the way, the door is uh, trapezoidal, which is actually kind of interesting. When the door opens, you kind of look around. You notice the people doing the manufacturing. They don't ignore you. They kind of acknowledge your presence, but they're all very much busy scribing away. Um, some of them taking reports. Some of them making more of the books. Some, you know, all sketching and art and all this kind of stuff. But you have a couple of them on various different areas that were kind of kept in houses. Uh, now you see how this is done when you get there. That they're making the books. They are putting them in essentially beta safes. So kind of like a, a, not shelves, they're a little bit more secure than shelves, but, you know, kind of a cabinet. And mm-hmm. from there, once the cabinet is filled, it's moved over so they can be placed in the uh, <laughs> essentially Nova-proof safe, so that or one of the Nova-proof safes, so when the planet does blow up, it looks like it's going to head out in various directions. Did you got the subterfuge of 28? That is you kind of casually looking over, looking over, uh, and, and you got the uh, intrigue. So again, you're looking a little bit like, I'm kind of official. It's okay. I'm, I'm okay here. You kind of look over at various people scribing away at various things. They're talking in piping language that is very strange. And then you kind of subtly grab one of the books off of the cabinet. I'm going to be, just in case, I believe there's a pit pocket skill? That's true. I uh, don't have that. If okay. Oh, wait. Um... Uh, no, 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 sorry, I'm thinking of something else. Uh... Probably stealth or subterfuge again. It would be subterfuge. Yeah. One more, give me one more subterfuge. Okie doke. 17. 17. Okay, I'm gonna make a contested check real quick. Just to see if anybody else notices offhand. Oh, a roll of eight. So yes, while everyone is intent on their own work, you kind of casually go over. You grab one of the books. You flip through it like you're you're uh, inspecting it for a second or two, and then when nobody is looking, you replace it with that quantum physics book you grabbed from uh, the library, and you know slowly again looked over to the people. That looks good. Oh, I think you spelled that. It's with a not a Um and casually made your way out. Once you're outside, you're like, you know, again, you just realize you stole something big, if anyone catches you, it's going to be murder. So, what's the plan? You have a book now. Well, I'm gonna take the book back to my house or whatever that me and my kid are sort of prisoners in. Mm-hmm. And go look at it there where people aren't going to theoretically won't see me. Okay. I don't know if there's like distant past security cameras or anything, but I just decided not to worry about that. Yeah, or enough. There's not a lot yeah. I can do about it if there are. <laughs> You're on a time clock anyway, so what are they going to do? Come and prosecute you? Mm. Um, so, alright. 
Uh, give me one more stealth check. You want stealth or subterfuge? Stealth in this case. Subterfuge is mostly is something else, but yeah, I want stealth. Hey. Fifteen. Okay. Um, you don't like walk and whistle so nonchalantly that it drags it draws attention, but you do your best to kind of do the nothing to see here, just walk along, pay no attention. Um, and to the average person, it seems to be okay. Again, they're all doing their thing. They're singing. They're laughing over us. That. So you make it back to your house, your domicile, more or less correctly. It's kind of an apartment, sort of, except it's all made out of adobe and kind of weird. So there's that. You get in there, and the last time you left your kid, he was kind of reciting some numbers tables to himself and doing calculations on conversions of different currencies. Now he's kind of drawing on the wall with whatever he can find, just trying to find anything to change up the space, because these walls are pretty barren. Mm-hmm. So you're going to try to read the book. Here's where uh, we get... Is it yep, correct? I guess so. Yep, okay. I don't know what else to do with it. Crack All right. it open. Crack it open. I'm going to need a couple of checks. The first one is a will save. Let's see. Okay. Sixteen. Okay. Again, you open the book, and it kind of hurts the back of your brain for a second. Not the, I see everything, but it's not quite the full blaze of light you got the last time you opened the book, but it's that similar feel. This is a weird connection. Mm. But yes, you're finally feeling it. So again, you kind of feel it through your tendrils and your claws. This thing's got some severe, bizarre energy. Now I'm going to need you to make a linguistics check. Yep. Let me see. Eh. Uh, right, so, ooh, nine. That's our, yeah, basically it's like the this is a strange, unknowable, weird species thing that it's gonna make your life a lot more interesting and it's just it's so hard to deal with. So it you kind of try to read it and again it's also between the language and what it's trying to convey, it's hard to figure out. So you've got the book, you're going to try to research it, but you have to do it in small chunks or else it kind of hurts your brain physically. Mm. Okay. So we're going to leave you that. Go ahead. I was going to say, I'll give it to my kid and see if he's better at reading it since this is not a language I've ever learned in my life. Obviously, it doesn't make a difference about whether I know it or not, so maybe he's just naturally better at reading it. Okay, let's start with the basics. He manages to hold on to it while he's, he's looking at the light. He's never seen it before, so he's a little shocked, but he managed to hold on to it. So let's take a look at what he got for linguistics. Nice. My kid is Damn. smarter than me. My kid is smarter than me. Look at that. 16 versus your 9. Uh, and he's like, I, 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 I think I... I think I get it, Mom. It's kind of like currency transfer, but it's not currency. It's 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 thoughts and memories and such. I, I think I got it. I, I, I'm not sure, but I, I I think I got it. Okay. Um. Uh. What? What do you want to do, Mom? Hmm. First, I'm really proud of you. You did a great job. Seconds. Just close it for right now. Okay. Just like take the book. Yeah. <laughs> As you close it, you get even though he doesn't have the usual orifices to breathe from, you can see his face tendrils. 
it, whatever it was, this was an effort. Hmm. Can I just say, Ty is such a good parent. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine why she and her baby daddy decided that he was going to be the main parent instead of her. There's no obvious reason for this. <laughs> <laughs> so, let you got this as you hold your son for a second make sure he's, you know, okay and he breathes hard and he's like, okay <sighs> and you hold yourself close and, and make sure he's okay look there, laying on the ground and you wonder what could happen next then you realize you're going to have to figure out what to do next so, while you wait on that we transition to Dooley Actually, excuse me. We're going to transition to Mirgrat for a second. Hey. <laughs> so, Mirgrat, you, again, find yourself... You've been in control, but you can't hold it for long. Uh, you're able to get the control long enough to grab uh, your, your air fresheners, tear them off your neck, and chuck them out the door as a great symbol of saying, something is horribly, horribly wrong. And I got a message to do leave. Correct. You got a, yeah. a, a 16 words, I believe. Yeah, 12 you did words. Them, right? Was it? 12 words. I counted them out. 12 words. That's right. Um, and I can go back to the recording to find out what those words were. Because I don't think... Uh, you don't actually like have them with you, right? You didn't actually count them. You still have your record of what you said, correct? Uh, I believe it was Entity in Control... Uh, do not trust something something. I, I wrote it all out on a piece of scrap paper, which I then later threw out when I was cleaning off my desk. So A That's plus fine, there, uh, good desk hygiene, bad podcasting. <laughs> That's okay. If, uh, let's just say the two go hand in hand. Um, <laughs> I've seen podcasters recording. Ooh. So, and my desk is currently littered with gaming books, computers, and uh, action figures. So, you know, there's that. <laughs> uh, and T, as far as the eye can see. Uh, so, you are... So you set, you set out the message to Dooley, and that was kind of the last thing you could do before the entity kind of pushed you to the back, but didn't actually grab the reins. And you can't tell if this is intentional or not. But for the moment, the body that is Neokrat... It's patiently, hands folded in, in the lap, um, and rocks to and fro just a little bit. But other than that, no actual motion seems to be happening whatsoever. I mean, other than breathing and that sort of thing. So, aside from being in literal jail, I'm also in brain jail now. Something like that. More, let's just say, brain limbo. I'm pretty sure that's the same thing as brain jail. Like, I'm not going to be, like, splitting hairs to be like, oh, being taken to a CIA black site isn't technically being, like, come on. Well, let's just say it's not actively actively, uh, destroying you, your reputation, or anything else with the Pacmara or your relationships with your friends. It's not doing anything. So, but you're not in control either. So, again, not absolute hell, 
limbo. You have no, to... I said jail. Jail. Uh, brain jail. jail. Either way, okay, I get you, but yeah. So, all right, but you're in brain jail. So that's a good question. But now? I mean, honestly, I think, like, I'm not the best telepath. I, I, I will be first to admit that. Mm-hmm. And, like, honestly, I think I'm just gonna, like, bide my time. Because, realistically, I know I can't take this thing in a brain fight. I have tried, and it hasn't gone great. Um, so I have, I've quarantined myself, and I have gotten a message to someone who can possibly either do something about it or find someone who can. Um... And I think at this point, I'm just going to be like, I'm just going to sit tight. Like, I think we're at the moment where I've called 911 and I've told them the situation and the dispatcher is just like, all right, we're sending someone, but you just need to sit tight until they get there. There you go. (laughs) And the person you have called for dispatch, the person who has to come to your rescue, Julie, let's talk about your situation. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> so, um, allow me to present a outside parallax of your situation for a moment. Um, okay. Not that long ago, you wanted to talk to a Mimbari who was in jail, and through your process of investigating, he escaped, he uh, went to the bridge, and basically caused everyone to get lost in space, which is another movie, uh, and TV show. He got lost out there, had some sort of light being, you know, Vorlon-esque, uh, seemed to come out of it for a second, and then when taken off the bridge, because you're trying to be helpful, you go to find your friend, who you follow into the jail as it whips off its things and basically announces to everybody something has gone... Uh, radically wrong, don't trust me. Uh, no, I announced it psychically to do me. I just sent the message yeah. to her. Exactly, but it's, it's the, but the the physical message is something was wrong by taking off the... Uh, uh, oh, yes, 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 yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, but otherwise, everyone else is like, um, what? You, you have been directly involved one way or the other with a strange happening in and around the jail, which may or may not be causing larger issues with the ship. So, both Kali and the captain are like, um, okay, so there seems to be a trend we're noticing. <laughs> and now, you're in this situation! How is Dooley okay. handling this? Dooley's concerned for her friend. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, it hadn't really occurred to me all these coincidences. I'm mildly uncomfortable knowing that I have, uh, something from, what planet was it that sent out the notice on me? Oh, oh, the, that was the, uh, uh sorry, can I, I can't pronounce it at the moment, but it's the map's right here. I can look at it. It is from the, oh, where is it? Brain, brain, brain. It was, Shoot. It's right here. Oh, the, the Shalathan. 
the Shalafan Empire. So I'm a little concerned that that is out there, but and I'm standing in a jail. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I'm more concerned over Julie because either a she has a really bad alien that's taken over her. They have a really bad alien that's taken over their body, or they've gone completely bonkers. <laughs> Both of which are bad. And I don't oh, know what wait, happens you... to Pacmara when they when they go crazy. <laughs> Doubly so because you actually called her Julie. Oh, gods. <laughs> Mirgrat. So, yeah, Mirgrat is either uh, truly completely occupied by this alien that until recently I questioned may or may not even exist, or she is crazy. I'm leaning more towards the first because I know how much she pres- she treasures her, her air fresheners. That's why I got her one as a gift. Got them one as a gift. So... Yeah. So I got the message, which tells me it's it's the first situation, um, and we shut the door and locked it. So now I need... I, I don't remember if I linked the uh, diplomat's office. I think I did. I believe you did, yes. So now I am just waiting for the at least one other Pacmara to show up. And I'm just kind of pacing back and forth in front of the the jail cell. Okay. But while you're pacing and waiting for other Pacmarad to come to the assist, as I said, the captain and the security officer are um, a little puzzled as to what's going on and would very much like you to educate them. Well, remember, I had this conversation with the the uh, security person mm-hmm. and I explained what was going on I just left out Benny Benny? Yep. Bernie? Benny? Hey, uh, Benny yeah. Um, and explained how it all started because I was you know I was officially uh, tasked with tracking down the uh, source of the drug Explain, you know, how we found the Pacmara stomach contents, and then uh, the alien showed up, and all the Pacmara died, and then we tracked it to that location. And uh, now that I think about it, Mirgrat was acting a little strange back then, but it <laughs> didn't really occur to me because, well, anyways. So, as what is strange? Uh, <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, I give them a brief outline of everything that's happened in the past two or three weeks. So okay. So after giving the captain the the rundown as to what's what and how's that and what in the heck now, um, captain just kind of blinks for a bit and says, "Only I would think you are absolutely off your rocker." If it wasn't for the fact this situation has simply occurred to us and we are in the middle of what might be considered absolute nowhere. So, do you think that the thing inside your friend know where we are? Or do we have to somehow or another get it out of the Mimbari? 
out of character question. Mm-hmm. We got sent to the middle of nowhere because the Membari pushed some buttons or because the Membari threw me against the console? Uh, technically both, but okay. it was more like, um, okay, you've seen, you've seen the movie Flash Gordon, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, they were already in the rocket ship. They were already prepped to take off. And it wasn't until uh, Flash in the fight with Zarkov threw Zarkov against the launch button that it actually happened. So technically, both things you said were true, but one is cause of the other. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. If he hadn't redirected things before your, hit, your head hit the launch button, if you, you know, you're in and your head did the launch button, it would be just in normal space with a beacon. If he... Uh, if you would, you know, so yeah, you get the, you get the idea. Yep, yep. Okay, so um, yeah, I don't know. Certainly, uh, Captain, I I I don't know anything about the alien in her head, and I don't know how to separate them. I don't even. I mean, you could ask it, but I doubt it's going to tell you. I have no idea of its motives or any of that. So you're better off starting to question the Membari. Try not to cause an international war. But I've also sent for the Pakmara diplomat to see if they can help us. Okay. By the way, the phrase, try not to start an international war, the human doesn't take kindly to that simply because the last time there was an international war between the Mimbari, it was with the humans, and yeah, oh, yeah. they still kind of about that. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just a Julie type of thing to say. It's a Julie type so. of thing to say, and it is a great JMS line. I'm gonna not going to lie. It is a beautiful JMS line. <laughs> um, so, uh, I do know that uh, Miograt is... Uh, I don't know her rating, but she, she has some psychic abilities, so it's possible that maybe the Pakmara can communicate with her. But she said absolutely under no circumstance to trust her because she's not in control of her body. Very well. Captain kind of puts her fingers together, thinks about this, looks over at Kali. So, do you have any other suggestions? <laughs> she just she just shakes her head and says, I have a few, but spacing's illegal. Um, they said that's Rude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Captain just went, eh, not now. Not helpful, not now. No. Very well. She stands up, grabs something from the side uh, side panel near the security room, grabs a stat bar, which is essentially like a ranking bar, walks over to Do Lee and says, congratulations, you are currently our, our specialist of strange and unusual encounters or our point to thereof. She pins the stat bar to your chest. Welcome to the crew. Oh, uh, um. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> to understand, Julie, and I believe Kali could explain it a little bit better, um, we are so far out of our depth on this one, we need any sort of guide, and even if a person, the guide is someone who has been there for two minutes longer than we have, that's still two minutes more data than we have currently. So congrats, you're now part of the team, help us figure this out. If you need resources, everything else, that's fine. If you need us to help with what's going on with your planet back home when we get back, that's fine. I would more than have you put in a recommendation, but we need help, and you are it. 
happy to help. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm looking like, around, waiting for the Pokemon diplomat to come and rescue me. <laughs> <laughs> Kali, when the captain just kind of like salutes you and then leaves, uh, Kali looks over and start does the whole low clap. Welcome to the team, bridge crew. She says, don't worry about it too much. This captain is, is tense, and I think she has a couple of issues she's not telling us, but she'll keep us alive. She has faith that you will know something we don't, so have faith. This is what the Book of Jaquan tells us. That is true. You are right in reminding me so. Ah, Good. Stumbles up again. You're noticing she has still has that. She has that limp sometimes. So it's good. I've been in stranger situations, but not by much. And I feel that you've got more information on this. So she sits down. You filled me up in everything you know. Help me fill in some details. And she yeah. asks about you know where you were, who you talked to, some various things. Do you uh, do you you don't mention Benny, but do you mention the black door? Yeah, because it's important. Okay. Mention the black it's door. Really core part of this. Okay. And and Joey, I'm assuming, yes? Uh yes. Okay. So during but the But I stress the fact that I was only there because I was tracking down the drug. <laughs> she holds her hands up and says, I, I I understand undercover work. I understand. I haven't been there myself, but I have seen others do it. So and there was this intriguing literature or other form of entertainment that I experienced back on my previous position. I believe it was called The Fugitive? <laughs> I have not heard of that one. Hmm. It's a strange tale told of a man who has to suffer through his his mate's demise at the hands of a one-armed individual who, when confronted by the authorities, insists that the one-armed individual is the one responsible for the murder, and yet the authorities don't believe him as the evidence mounts against him. He then puts himself in a situation, goes undercover to help track down the person who was responsible. And in the end, found the one-armed person and brought him to justice. It is an epic tale, one that should be written in song. And yet, I found about it on a backwater channel for postmodern enthusiasts, whatever that is. Uh, it sounds human. It was. But I'll have to check it out. But because of such things, I understand that you may be in his situation, and the Shalasan Empire may have put your, a warrant out for you, but as you can tell, she kind of puts her in towards where a window might be, and she goes, as you can tell, we're not in the Shalasan Empire. We're not even in the Norn regime. I'm not even certain we're anywhere near anything the ISA has connections to. So, am I going to serve you with a warrant? She kind of shakes her head. I'd much rather get out alive back home then deal with you as a criminal. So, we can either use you as a source of information, as a contact, 
and possibly use your connections and you continue to be undercover for us or she kind of also waves to the jail cells I believe your friend might be hungry do we not even get enough racist (laughs) yes it is I hate to say it it is a little racist but (laughs) and she wasn't doing it in a threatening manner it was more of just the your friend could use it you know your your friend there could, could use some company uh, but she said it in such a way because everyone assumes with pop, with the pop raw, it's like the oh god, I see everybody as food eventually, don't they? Um, but that's again bad stereotypes. Yes. So, uh, well, I am happy to help, especially since it will help with my original problem. Um, but uh, you know, I'll give you what details I have. Okay. So, as you're talking, uh, uh, one of the other uh, security officers comes in, and he looks over, you looks over at the chief, and he says, all right, chief, we got to, people were starting to worry a little bit, so we shut down the external cameras, but we still got viewports, people are getting a view in. So far, we've been spreading the uh, idea that this is a port of call that's just not on the docket. Everyone seems to take that as red. She's like, okay, good, Chuck, you did good. He says, all right, and... uh, looks over he's looks over at Julie and he says don't I know you um possibly over you were um you were on the shuttle that uh Lieutenant Rand was piloting yeah yes yes I was on that very unusual shuttle ride and I think I was with you with with uh with, a, uh, with Lieutenant Grant, Had, he, he and I, he came to talk to you a while back? Yes. Hmm, okay. Uh, he kind of shakes his head, all right, I, I understand. And, and and he looks over, so, uh, uh, Sarge, uh, uh, Chief, um, what's she doing here? <laughs> I kind of raise an eyebrow and look over at the Chief. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not going to answer that. <laughs> so the chief kind of holds his hand and says, "She's doing investigation work for us. She's on. Uh, she's on the level. We've had her. We've had her uh, vetted. Captain made her part of the crew. Uh, looks over. Technically, rank of um, to look to your staff bar. Lieutenant. Huh. She kind of looks over. Do you have any other staff bars lying around? <laughs> well, I guess you're you you have a field commission. Congrats, Lieutenant. Um, but she'll be acting as an agent for us uh, in dealing with the issues that we've been we've been incurring. Have you been investigating what's going on with the uh, uh, the Mimbari or with that Pakmaran? Chef goes. Uh, no, 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 sir. Uh, we've been uh, dealing with a couple instances uh, down below and trying to track down. Uh, the nurse who was uh, investigating the brain before, um, who's since disappeared. And unfortunately, so is Lieutenant Grant and even uh, Sergeant Tuska. Sergeant Tuska got shot. Now I can't find him anywhere. Mm. It's a bug. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> As you whisper from 4,000 years in the, in the past, it's a bug. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't have it. Cut That's that okay. It, it, 
<laughs> we'll, we'll treat that as the equivalent of someone yelling at the movie theater, don't open that door! Um, so, or as in some of my other games, we would say, meta gaming, offside, five yards, first down. So what is Dooley's first idea now that you've been put in the situation and, and Chuck kind of, kind of shrugs a bit and says, I, I, I'll, I'll see what I can find with everything else going on, sir. We're going to be stretched a little thin. We're having, we're just going to keep patrols as much as we can. Um, I think we're going to try to call in, uh, any, uh, ISA agents that happen to be on board. Chief kind of goes, Chief actually shakes her head and goes, Oh, we have to deal with them. Oh, they're insufferable. Fine. Fine. Alright. Then go get them. Bring them here. Make sure they're taken care of. And get them an up-to-date on what's going on. Let's see if we can get this thing going. Alright? Yes, Chief. Off you go. Chuck runs out the door. She looks at, uh, looks at Julie. Well, any suggestions, ideas, clues, limericks? About your missing guy? No. Um, but I think we should wait until the Pokemon diplomat comes here. Maybe they can talk to Meowgarat in the body and figure out what's going on. Kali uh, uh, goes, all right, I leave that to you. I've got stuff I need to do. And she kind of points off to a, a chair. You're welcome to wait there and, and see what happens. But if any, you get any report, she taps her, her to her link. Let me know. Okay. And she gets up. She ushers you to the couch or you know sitting area, and she goes off to deal with her, her security personnel, which are again buzzing with activity because you know fadiness has happened. So after a few moments, actually a little while, um, two Pokemara show up. One is the ambassador. Uh, the other is uh, another Pokemara that you've been introduced to. Ooh, I have to pull the name again. It just took right out of my head. Uh, <laughs> I write these down, and then I don't keep the, the document open, and I've got to go back to them. All right, fine. All right, that would be... Uh, ah, that's right. Uh, Kutbusek, uh and Gebemel. Uh Gebemel is the uh, diplomat, and Kupasek is the other one that you met previously. Okay. Um, I kind of give a little bow and say, I'm, I'm very glad to see you. We have a situation. They both uh, nod in, in, in kind of bow of pretty respect. The, the uh, little sensor comes on. Please, inform me of the situation so that I better, under, better understand what is going on. So, as you know, uh, Mirgrat invited some sort of entity to share her body, and with, I am guessing the understanding that it was this there to observe. But this entity has now taken over her body. Um, she was able to briefly communicate this to me, um, psychically, and basically saying, don't trust her, don't trust them, and that the entity has taken over. Um, and we need more information and we need to know how the thing took over and why it's here and how to get it out of Mirkrat. They nod their heads. 
understood. We do not have Hakbara telepaths on board. There is a standard telepath that is usually uh, brought on to ships such as this for negotiation purposes. A corporate-issued telepath. It might be of some assistance, but I could not tell you what power level they are at and what power level Mirgrat or her inhabitants may be facing. Okay. Well, let's see if we can talk to this other person. I see. Uh, let me make some inquiries and I will have them sent here. She, uh, They bow and move off. The other one, Kurt Busek, stays behind for a moment, allows the diplomat to leave. He says, he looks over, I have another idea, perhaps. It comes to my attention that on a vessel this large that is, again, dealing with crime and colonization on a planet far away where there are those who are trying to start a new life, this may bring a particular individual who might be interested in this situation. Okay. Are you familiar with the term a blip? Uh, Only when piloting. A blip is a human term for those who do not wish to join the Psycor and do not take either the repressive drugs or go to jail. They become a renegade, a fugitive, if you will. I said the theme. I didn't think it was going to come to this, but I said the theme. Um, <laughs> the fugitive, if you will. There is a chance that there is a blip of some power who might be on ship disguising themselves as a normal person in hopes of evading capture. Okay. Um, I can go see if I can find one of these blips, potentially. Uh, unless you know of someone. I do not. I have a couple of theories, but nothing I can place, and nothing that would seem to indicate a full blip. Okay. All right. So, uh, I'll turn to, back to the... What is the, the the officer's official title? Oh, Chief? Chief. Uh, uh, yeah, Chief, Chief Kali? She actually left a bit, remember? She actually uh, went oh, off... that's with, right. With, if you will stay here and monitor Megrat, I don't think they should be left alone. Um, he, he, given this circumstance, he bows and says, "He kind of, he actually kind of shuffles his robes a little bit, and they shift and change. Not in like the, you know, uh, you know, quick change artist, more of like transitioning from business suit to tuxedo, but the Pacmara equivalent." Um, okay. But he kind of does the... Of course, I am more than happy to help my flock in understanding the great ways of the universe. Give me a quick intelligence check. 
Yeah, I have no idea what he's saying. Um, what they, they, I keep getting my genders wrong with Pac Mara. It's okay. Um, let me see. Intelligence plus, okay. Um, intelligence check is roll under your intelligence. What's your intelligence? Oh, uh, my intelligence is 17. It's my best stat. Ten! Nice. Also, quick, give me a, a intrigue check. Okay. Mm-hmm. Went too far. Intrigue. You could never go too far with intrigue. <laughs> yeah, because that just doesn't quite seem... Oh, my. Twenty-four. <laughs> Twenty-four. Okay. Between your intelligence... That doesn't quite seem right. Well, what happened was that, yeah, he shifted and said, so, oh, how can I help this? You realize what's happened. The shredded robes of the Pakmara got changed just enough, and he went from suits to pasture. Oh. Or the Pakmara equivalent of pasture. So sitting with so, a troubled person is perfectly natural in this sense. Whoever this okay. Pakmara is, he's good. Or they're good, excuse me. Um, so, they go, they sit outside the bars, they start singing to Mirgrat. After a few moments, a nerdy young man, big glasses, head kind of disheveled, but wearing a decent suit, pair of gloves, and the giant Psycor uh, symbol on his chest, uh, kind of walks in and says, up, hi, up, my name is my name's David. I'm uh, uh, here as a representative of Psychor, and I'm available for needs, uh, to, uh, for your telepathic needs in any case. Uh, I am rated as a psi, uh, P, uh, P rating 5. Um, how, how can I help you? David. Um, so, we have a unique situation here. Uh, I gestured towards Mirgarat. Uh, this is my friend. Uh, Mirgarat, and they have an alien entity occupying their body. There's a pause and for a second. David goes, are you sure she? Uh, they need a telepath? We need to communicate with Mirgarat, and the alien entity is not allowing this at the moment. He now, runs his tongue over his teeth like he's processing it. Mirgrat was able to get me a very brief, short message telling me not to trust her, trust the the, uh, alien, that the alien has taken over the body and not to trust them at all. So I want to, which, and then after that was silent. So I want to try and communicate uh, with Mirgrat. Okay. I, um... He kind of bows and says, okay, um, again, are you sure she needs, or they need a um, telepath and not, say, a psychiatrist? Let's just see what you can do. Okay, um, normal rate supply, but I'm more than happy to try it out. Okay, um, the... Uh I believe, and I turn to the the spiritual advisor and say, I believe the Pakmara 
will handle the pricing of this? The spiritual advisor looks over and says, I believe a credit can be uh, given for my order. So please, allow. Me, uh, tell me what the tab is when this is done. Thank you. He bows and says, of, of, uh, of course, um, Pastor Highness, um, uh, good sir, good sir. <laughs> you can tell he's, this guy is so out of his depth, it's just kind of funny. Um, he just, uh, okay, so I need a, a, a face-to-face contact with the individual. Um, he, uh, he kind of looks inside the bars, outside the bars, inside the bars, outside the bars. Which one? Kurt Busek kind of points inside the bars. Yeah, right. Yeah, I'll point to the person inside the bars. Um, and this is as close as you can get. We're not opening the bars. I, I, line of sight works good for me. Uh, all right. So he pulls up a chair, kind of sits down, shakes his arms out, and kind of like uh, like nods back and forth, shaking his head. He actually does the whole. Okay. <sighs> Uh, yeah, I'm not quite laughing, but I'm still finding it amusing. In other words, if this was a different situation, your head would be in your hand and your fingers would be br- uh, pinching the bridge of your nose as you shake it. Uh, mm-hmm. So, all right, okay, all right. Good morning. My name is Peter David. I am here as a representative, as requested by the Pakmara government and by Lieutenant um, Robinson. You look down, you realize your 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 staff badge actually has the name Robinson on the, on the very small uh, part of the bottom. Uh, oh, yeah, that works. It seems like a very old Narn family, actually. <laughs> Robinson, I'm adopted. Okay. Um, <laughs> on behalf of a lieutenant here, um, that um, so they said that you have some issues with a possible alien entity in your head, and I have been assigned to do a quick scan and possible communication. This shouldn't hurt in the slightest. You will feel some unusual tingling sensations. This is nothing to worry about, and as long as you don't resist, it should be fine. Okay, if you understand one, what I'm saying. One please, side. One side note, as he's saying this, I'm edging mm-hmm. ever so closer to him because I don't know if this alien entity can jump. Ooh, okay. good So question. if Mirgrat suddenly jumps up and says, I'm free, I'm going to grab him. <laughs> <laughs> so he uh, shakes his limbs out, gets his eyes focused. He actually readjusts his glasses. Yes, he's wearing big, thick glasses. He readjusts his glasses. Okay. He breathes for a second. Says, just relax. He's just relaxed. Nope. There's nothing from Mirgrat. However, Mirgrat! Guess what's happening? Hey! I <laughs> know, I know. You were thinking maybe that I would instinctively say, yes, this is where we continue. This is how we continue on with what we're doing. But no, this is a good place for a cliffhanger. So join us next time. Return to us when Mirgrat would engage in a game for their very soul. 
Until then, can I tell you a joke I know about this one strange fellow from Nantucket? Oh, wait. Oh, that, that, what are you doing? And that's where we're in for this week. I want to thank everyone for joining us and hope that you continue to join us every two weeks for another episode of Odyssey. If you have any questions, comments, constructive criticisms, or just want to say hi, then you can find us at temporalplaygrounds.com slash odyssey, or email us at temporalplaygrounds at gmail.com, or now you can follow us on Twitter at odysseyb5dm. Babylon 5 was created by J. Michael Straczynski and is owned by Warner Brothers Domestic Media. The Babylon 5 role-playing game was produced by Mongoose Publishing, utilizing the OGL gaming license for G20. Our theme music was composed by Evan King. The song Titan Striker is available on YouTube and at evankingmusic.com. Incidental music provided by Tabletop Audio at tabletopaudio.com. Please see websites for more information. Once again, I am Daniel, and I thank you for joining us on this grand adventure. Good night, and keep dreaming.